Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Ryan, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. It is Monday afternoon, and we are here in the booth talking about your latest sermon, Love Greater Than Liberty. And uh, we were in Romans chapter 14, verses 13 through 23. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Pastor Stephen. You were talking uh, in your sermon quite a bit yesterday about... Uh, you know, the, again, this idea of love is greater than liberty. You spend a lot of time talking about liberties. You spend a lot of time talking about how the church focuses on some non-issues sometimes. And even in your first point, it, it says, you know, will the things that we focus on, will it hurt a weaker Christian? Um, so before I ask you my question, I'll let you kind of recap that first point with some things that you said from your sermon. Yeah, just say hello to all our listeners out like, there. I'm sorry, I, I just that. jumped right on No, you on did in, it, man. man. You sorry. did that. We've got a, hey, we're proud. We've got a, a great number that are listening to us up in the Seattle area. Yeah. And I've been told by our producer that it's starting to come on strong down in Orlando. So to our Seattle and Orlando listeners, yeah. you guys are in a battle. You need to... Uh, you need to like and encourage your friends to log on, and let's see if we can, uh, within the next week, see which one is going to come through, Orlando versus Seattle. Uh, I never knew that we'd be having this conversation here in our no-name studios. Yeah. But uh, and if we actually scripted some things out, I could have we could have started with that rather than me just jumping right into. It, the, I think that's what people like about it. Go. We're not in here with any. We don't have scripts. Nothing is produced, even though we have a producer. The uh, we're just in here. You took and I, offense to that. We're 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 literally in a in a closet, and we are just talking on a Monday afternoon. Uh, our producer did say last week that we need to f- we need to record this early as we can in the week because the further we get along, he could tell I've already been studying for my sermon on the next Sunday. Uh, so uh, anyway, but this this past Sunday was a two parter. It really was. It was building off of the week before, and the first point, will it hurt a weaker Christian? And that question is in response to when it comes to these gray areas of life. Now, we know that there are clearly some right and wrong things that the Bible says that when it comes to choices that we make, for instance, murder, we never have to sit around, is it okay for me to murder? Well, no, it's not. The Bible's clear. Um is it okay for me to lie? Well, no, you're not you're not supposed to lie. Is it okay for me to uh cheat on my spouse or be engaged in any kind of sexual behavior outside of the confines of marriage between one man and one woman? No, we know that's not. That there are some things that are always right, always wrong. I like those things because to me it requires it requires no thought or or no uh, decision making on my behalf. It's like either you're going to obey God or disobey God. Right. So, pretty clean there. But then there are the, there are other things that Scripture is just not extremely clear on 
that we would call gray areas. Now, I know that there are some folks out there that would say, well, there are no gray areas when it comes to the Bible. Right. I mean, you know, tomato, tomato, whatever. Right. I'm just saying those things that we need direction, leadership through the Holy Spirit on, on how we're going to move when it comes to that. It's a matter of personal conviction. And so these questions that we talked about in the sermon yesterday are a response to these gray areas. So matters of personal conviction. The first one is, will it hurt a weaker Christian? And boy, that'll that'll help suffice, or that'll help in a lot of decision-making, is what I'm going to do, is it going to hurt a weaker Christian or not? Uh, a lot of things out there that I, while I may have liberty to do, I'm not going to do it because I know it's going to harm the the maturing process or it's going to harm the walk of a weaker Christian. We even talked a little bit about this last week, Ryan, when it comes around or when it rolls centers around alcohol. Right. Uh, even though biblically, I think uh, you know, folks could make the argument that they have liberty if, if you know, they want to go out to a restaurant or whatever and have, have some kind of alcoholic beverage uh, with their meal, then I think they could probably make the argument biblically. Likewise, there are folks that can make an argument against that right. biblically. Uh, I wish the Bible clearly just stated, right. do not yeah. do this. We know drunkenness, we know drunkenness, you're not supposed to do that. But uh, I guess you could argue there's a gray area there. Well, okay, let's say I have liberty to do that. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, I'm not going to go to heaven if I do this, or I'm sinning against God if I do this. I'm not going to do that for the simple fact. I know that there are a lot of other people that are, maturing in their faith are are young believers that they see me that while I have the liberty maybe to have that and not get drunk, it's going to it may hurt their walk. It may hurt their step. Or they may be I even brought this up in the sermon. They may be recovering. Or maybe I didn't yeah. bring this up in the sermon. Maybe I thought I brought it up. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to remember what I said, what I didn't say, what I thought. The um, and you know they say Put when you preach, <laughs> yeah, they say when you preach, and this is the this is the truth. When you preach, several things happen. Number one, there is what they they heard you say. Number two, it's what you thought you said. Number three, it's what you meant to say. Right. And number four, it's what you really said. Right. Right. And all of those could be different. Right. But you t- you've told me that before. Yeah, yeah. And I think I even just said it wrong. So the but but my deal is, I mean, I I don't I don't know that here's not a new believer that's come out of alcoholism. Right. And that stumble that would happen there. Or so for me, I'm I'm not gonna do that. You're you're never gonna walk into a restaurant and see me sitting here drinking, you know, anything. Matter of fact, there's a there's a place that I like to go that has really good peach or mango tea and because it has a mango or peach flavoring in it they will actually take the tea over to the bar they make it at the bar Mm. well they've served it to me before in like a a a glass that has guinness on it which is a, a a brand of beer and so i've said now when i order that hey listen I want the mango sweet tea 
but could you please put it in a non-Guinness glass? Right. The first time I said that, they brought it to me in a Bud Light glass. And then I'm like, okay, listen, could you please bring it to me in a non-beer trademark or whatever glass? And some folks would say, well, that's just silly right there. That's legalistic on you. No, I'm not telling you you can't have your mango tea in a, in a Guinness glass. Right. I'm just saying for me... I don't want anybody to sit there and it hinder their walk or their my testimony in their life because they see me sitting there drinking. Does yeah. that make sense? It does, yeah. It so does. will it will it hurt a weaker Christian? And I'm going to sit here and say, those are those individual questions that with the help and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you have to answer. I can't answer that for you. It is only a, a question that I can answer in my own walk. As the Holy Spirit of God is 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 revealing that to me, so will it hurt a weaker Christian? A lot of things that I have liberty to do when I throw that question up there is going to cause me to say, you know what? Even though I have the right to do that, I'm not going to do that because I, I don't want to hurt somebody with this. The flip side of that is, well, I'm going to do it. I don't care who it hurts. Right. Well, man, we're we're talking about attitude problems yeah, now yeah, for sure. We should never exalt self. Right. Um, the 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 witness that I have for Christ is more important than any right or any liberty that yeah. I may have. Yeah, and then so that kind of leads into your second question, and that second question is: Will it destroy the work of God? And and you said a couple of things, which and and I want to be able to ask you my question and maybe talk about this for a second. Um, but you you made the statement that sometimes that we we major I'm sorry we minor on the major things yet we major on the minor things, um, and then you said, you know, in a thousand years is this is this going to matter? Like in a thousand years will this matter? Um, and, and I'll be honest that all that stuff started to kind of make me think because of uh, some things that have happened in you know my family when it comes to church world and when it comes to non-essential things in the church. Um, my dad's a pastor. I've probably mentioned that on the podcast before, but uh, my family has, my dad has been hurt by people in the church over some non-essential things. And without naming the time or the place or the church name, I'll just give a brief thing. There was a group of people um, that stopped tithing because my dad, dad was not preaching the allotted amount of time that some of the leaders in the church wanted him to preach. And so, um, meaning that he would go a little long sometimes based on a text, based on the work of the Holy Spirit at the moment, you know, he would go a little long, not extremely long, but a little long. And they said, Hey, you need to stop at a certain time. They stopped tithing in order to push my father out and my, my dad handled it respectfully. I mean, I was, I don't know all the details. I was in high school when this happened, um, many, many years ago, but, uh, so I don't, I don't know everything. They didn't tell me all the details of it, but I just know that my parents handled it in a graceful, respectful way. But that to me, that I guess as a pastor, you've been in a church world for a long time. Like there's got to be a, a deeper issue than just wanting to, have it a certain way like there's what do you think that deeper issue is why do people focus so much on these non-issues and cause such a major thing cause problems in the church over these non-issue things and you mentioned some of them the other day like you know what people wear when they come to church their whether they have hats on 
um, the songs that we listen to? Like, why are those things such a big deal in church rather than the gospel? Like, I know, I know that's a big question, and we could probably talk a lot about that, but briefly, uh, why? Why is that? Well, the uh, I, I think there's a couple of different answers that I could give to that. First of all, I, you know, I hate that. I hate that for your dad. And uh, and I've pastored. Uh, I don't. I don't think we've ever pastored the same church, but sounds like we we may have because uh, I've. Right, well, and that that speaks exactly what. Like, why? Why is that a? Why is that a thing? I've I've been there. Uh, I, w- I would say a couple of different things, and this is this is just my own take on it. So uh, you feel free if you disagree with this, listeners. Yeah, you can shoot us an email um, and uh, and let us know. But the I would say I would say first of all, we make a false assumption that everyone that attends church is a true follower of Christ. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, you may get some emails on that. Billy, well, I mean, you know, we'll quote Billy Graham. Billy Graham, and I may even have this statistic wrong. He 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 said he believed that seventy five percent of people who attend church are lost and don't know Jesus Christ. They're highly religious, but they are lost. And for the life of me, I've never been able to figure out people who want to make a hobby out of religion. Yeah, that is the worst hobby yeah. in the world. The uh, it is so difficult. You get no return. It's it's horrible. The so let's just say let's just say that even a little bit of that is true. Uh, I I do think as well we we do a very poor job in the church of putting people in leadership mm. that they're that either they don't know Christ or they're very immature they're they're babies in their faith and, and small churches are notorious for this. Uh, I I've, I've I pastored small churches. Uh, Early on in ministry, and I'll just use uh, the uh, the office of deacon in the in those small churches. They would sit there, and this this would basically be the litmus test for a deacon. He's never been divorced, and he's over twenty one. Right. Oh, he's deacon material. Right. Now, now he may have slept with every woman in town, but yeah. he's never been divorced. Well, there's even controversy on that because whenever I was being talked about being a deacon we didn't my wife and I didn't have kids at this moment and there was a guy that said I did not qualify because I did not have kids because you weren't the head of your household there you go yep yeah well and of course I would say he didn't even understand that whole text correctly even when it comes to divorced deacons right Uh, but to get back on (laughs) what sorry sorry no that's fine I'm the one who brought it up the we 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 place people in leadership positions that have no business being in leadership positions but uh, for 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 some, they're more in love with their turf than they are uh, than they are winning people to Christ, and so it's 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 almost to some degree. Well, I mean, you you see this with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all that. Our our turf, you know, Jesus is stepping on our rich. turf. He's yeah. messing everything up, and it's almost like you, if you didn't. If you didn't have a church basis or background or anything, it would be the equivalent of my goodness. Is, are we talking about the Republicans and Democrats here? <laughs> right. The and 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 just you stop and look politically, all of the all of the junk. You're just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Can somebody? Could something just get done? Right. Can let's just quit doing. Uh, 
Politico speech, uh, our you know politician talk, and, and let's get something done. Well, I would say this: let's just quit doing church talk. Yeah, and let's understand the mission of what we are about, what we are to do here. Uh, I, I would hate to know this. I would hate to know that I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to give an account for telling a pastor. Hey, listen, if we're not out by a certain time yeah. and beat the Methodist to the restaurant, then then you're out of here. We're going to – first of all, they don't understand what tie this. They, in effect, they are robbing God to try to control one that I would assume they agreed, hey, we have uh, – we, we've, we've – we believe that this is God's man that has been brought here to do, uh, to lead this. It, it, it's just a shame. It, there are some churches that you literally believe Ichabod has been written across it, which means the Spirit of God has left this place. Yeah, yeah. The Spirit of God is not here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why you see that. You see it primarily in, uh, excuse me, in smaller churches. Now, I'm not saying it's not in bigger churches. It's just. You take a rock, you throw it in a big pond, the ripple effect is small. You throw it in a smaller creek, the ripple effect can be very damaging. And um, I just, my goodness, your tithe is not something that is meant to control the pastor. Right. Your tithe is, that is is being obedient unto God. Again, he says, you're robbing me. If you refuse to give, you don't give it to the church, you don't give it to the preacher, you, you, you give it to the Lord through his local through his local church, I, I think that's the New Testament equivalent of the of the storeroom that is mentioned there in the Book of Malachi. But again, if if they're making bad decisions or whatever, then um, that's going to be on them. Your 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 part is your part is released when you do what you know that God has called you to do as far as giving that. Yeah. Here's what I say: I wish more people would be concerned about the depth of my sermon than the length of my sermon. Right. Right. Well, and and going to your question, like, will it destroy the work of God? I think, you know, those small, non-essential things that, you know, we spend major focus on uh, that are not edifying, that aren't um, advancing the gospel, I think, yeah, it does. It does destroy the work that is being done. And, And I think maybe there's just a, I think there is a problem in the church and I guess my question is, you know, or maybe it's just something that needs to be talked about globally. Like how how do we how do we teach people differently? I mean, these these are supposedly Christian, God honoring, God believing people that are acting this way. And I know that we see it in so many other areas. We see it um, we see it in politics, we see it in business, we see it in other churches. But um, I don't know. It just it struck it struck a chord chord with me when. Um, with this question, like it, it, it does destroy the work, um, and it, it just hit home. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad that the very, the, the very body, the very institution that is supposed to be for the uh, the furtherance of the gospel, for the glory of the Lord, to exalt Jesus, the very one that sings about Jesus, the very one that names its places after Jesus, uh, the very the very one that prays to Jesus uh, are often the ones that mm. are against Jesus. Yeah. 
and the work of Christ. And um, I'm just saying to any anybody who would be listening, the church is not the church is not your playground. Yeah, the church is is the bride of Christ, and um, people will act like fools. Yeah, trying to control the church. Yeah, and um, that's a very dangerous position to be in. It is very dangerous. But uh, uh, you know what would I say to to a pastor who's pastoring in a place that's that's like that right now? Um, be true to your calling. Yeah. Uh, under understand that God has not, you know, you're not your the calling in your life is not to uh, draw praise of men or approval of of uh, of individuals, but it's to be true to the what Christ has called you to, and you take your marching orders from Him and be be true to the gospel. Continue to preach the gospel. Uh, a thousand years from now, but again, you know, yeah. is it going to matter whether we got out at twelve ten right. or we got out at eleven fifty eight? And uh, I just it, it 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 angers me, but then it also it uh, it makes me pity yeah. those that that would be their attitude. And uh, you know, I always approach it this way: Hey, we don't lock the doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you feel like you got to leave at eleven fifty seven, get up and <laughs> right. haul out. You right. know. Uh, but, uh, and, and then you always, it's, it's funny because there are many times I'll sit there and, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a 20 minute preacher. I can tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm usually in that 40 minute mark and sometimes can go even a little more and, uh, and really would do an hour, uh, if I felt like people's backsides could hold out, uh, our bathroom trips, the, the, but I, there'll be times I'll sit there and say, man, you know, there's so much more I want to say, but I just don't want to. You know, I know it's about time we finish this up, and you know, some lone soul will say, "Keep on, we'll stay here." And it's like one person, yeah. and all the rest of them are looking. I'm like, oh, "Shut up! What are you? Who are you? What are you doing?" Uh, but anyway, my goodness, uh, these same folks, though, you know, they'll they'll watch a three hour ball game, yeah, or they'll go to a two hour movie, yeah, and pay, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> and, and pay. You- and I, and I like what you said, you know, hey, focus on what matters. And and we know that the gospel matters. The advancement of the kingdom matters. Giving God the glory and honor for who he is matters. Um, but then you even say, you know, please God with the choices that you make because he has a plan for us. Um, and then you start talking about, you know, we have freedom in Christ. He set us free. Like we, we, we need to make choices that are God honoring and we need to focus on on what matters. Well, and I made a I made a statement and I'll just draw this out again if you listen to the message before you listen to this you've already heard it, but the greatest right a Christian has is the right to yield their rights. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 yeah. this whole liberty and freedom. Yeah. I've got the freedom I can do whatever I want right. to do. Well, yeah, you have the freedom not wanting to do whatever right. you have the freedom to do. Yeah. Not That's at all to cost. convey sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, because again, we're living in the flesh, right? And this flesh tends to control us a lot. But if I'm walking with Christ and I sit there and understand, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we've said in previous podcasts before. Hey, if the ultimate goal of what God is doing in our lives is salvation, then the greatest thing we could do when somebody makes a public profession of faith and you know they follow through in believers' baptism, they come up out of the water. We're we're like, all right, hey, here you go. Let me shoot you. <laughs> Gone to heaven. The yeah. goal has happened. Right, right. And no, no, the goal is not so that you would be in relationship with Christ. 
now he wants to change you so he gets great glory and now he wants to use you yeah to draw others to him does he have to no but that's what he has chosen to do he's preordained that to take place the gospel to get out through you and i so a great question to ask ourselves when it comes to any kind of disagreement any kind of foolishness is is this going to draw people to christ or is this going to push people away yeah it's so easy it's so simple yeah it's so simple i'm not saying doing it is so simple but knowing how we're to respond is so simple. Yeah. So your your third question in all of this, love is greater than liberty. Um, you, you ask, you know, will the things we do, will it bring doubts? What do you mean by doubt? Like, what doubts are you talking about when you when you say that? It sure. Was, hmm. I wonder if I should do this or not. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's usually a pretty good <laughs> indication right. that you shouldn't do it. That if you sit there and you're like, okay, all right, you know, I mean, I, mean, I know this is kind of a gray area, but, you know, uh, I'll go back to what I said last week uh, when it comes to, and, and again, this is my own life, rated R movies, rated R movies. So if I'm sitting there, because God's already made that very clear in my life, uh, hey, stay away from rated R movies. There were a time when this was kind of fleshing out in my life to where I'm like, well, you know, why are they rated R? Maybe they're rated R because of violence. And, you know, violence is not that big of a deal. Violence doesn't bother me. Um, I, I like I like watching college football. I mean, you know, it used to be a violent sport. And now it's like, oh, you pushed him. That personal foul. You pushed him too hard. But back when they played football, before they, you know. they the concussion they, protocol, yeah, Pastor well, Stephen. Yeah, I know. They put on skirts and they started wearing flags. The – the um, our Seattle listeners may not like that. I I've got to back up on that one. But anyway, the what I'm saying is, when I would sit there with the radar movies, well, why is it radar? Is it radar? Maybe it's radar because it has some sexual things in it. I need to stay away from that. Maybe it's radar because uh, the language. Well, I mean, you know, what kind of language and all this kind of stuff. I'm, tr- I'm sitting there and I'm trying to justify or trying to. Um, uh, oh, I don't know, make a, uh, make deals and bargains and compromises yeah. with God yeah. over something that he's basically said, I don't want that to be a part of your life. And so will it bring doubts if you're sitting there and you're having to come up with all these reasons to justify a liberty in your life, it really probably doesn't even need to be in your life. Yeah. Um, well, I think about my 16-year-old son. My 16-year-old, sometimes he'll ask a question. I'm like, hey, why don't you just re-ask that question out loud, do it again, and tell me what you think my answer is going to be. And uh, it always is a it's a neat learning opportunity for my 16-year-old whenever we have those types of conversations. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you had a 16-year-old daughter, and he will walk in there, hey, Dad, do you think this skirt's too short? Yeah. Are you, I, yeah. I got a yeah, question. I do. I do. I mean, why? I mean, you knew that before you walked in here. Are you the type, or were you the, because I know your daughter's older now, were you the type that would be like, hey, I'm going to wear, if you wear it in public, I'm wearing it in public? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody were, wants to see that. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> you, no. weren't, you weren't the dad I'm that wore the shorty that. shorts out oh, to Target no, or something? Not at all. No. Just to embarrass your child. No, no. I, I mean, I like being married. Um <laughs> So no, I would I wouldn't yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Thankfully, we we really never had to worry about that much with there our girls. Go. They there they you. they they were pretty good policing themselves. So, 
Uh, but really, seriously, yeah. if you find yourself if you find yourself dealing with some kind of liberty, some kind of gray area, and you're just like, oh my goodness, I can't get peace over whether I should. Well, okay, yeah. then don't do it. Don't do it. There have been very few things in my life that I did not do that I ultimately said, boy, I wish I'd done that. Now, there have been some, but very few. There have been many things in my life that I did that I'm like, oh, what was I thinking there? Why did I do that? That the Holy Spirit of God, even when I was sitting there saying, well, you know what? I can do this. And the Holy Spirit of God's like, yeah, Yeah. that's probably not a good thing to do. Um, And and it would have been, been wise. And I would just say this. A lot of things slow down. Yeah. And I would even say this when it comes to our speech. There's a reason why the Bible says, be quick to listen, be slow mm. to speak. Yeah. Well, and you, we talked about some of these questions last week and you hit them again, but, uh, you know, you gave us, you kind of gave us four questions in a statement that said, uh, is, is this prohibited in the Bible? So again, you know, will it bring doubts, making decisions on different things? Is it prohibited in the Bible? Can I ask God to bless this behavior? Mm. If Jesus were to return, would I be ashamed? Hey, let me go back to that second one. Yeah. Though. So, so I had a guy one time, and uh, he was married. There was a woman that was married, and they were having uh, an adulterous relationship, the two of them. They both left their spouses, and then uh, they were going to get married. So I'm talking to this guy, and here, here are his exact words. He said, well, the way I figured, if God had not wanted us to to be together, he would have never allowed us to meet. That's not how it works. No, that's the equivalent of I got out of my truck and walking. I was walking into the house and, oh, my goodness, I stepped in dog poop. Hmm. Guess I should eat it. I mean, if God didn't want me to eat it, I never would have stepped in it. I mean, that that may be a faulty argument there, but, uh, you know. Trying to trying to give something to all no, our listeners in Tennessee. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It, it, how foolish! Yeah, that yeah. Is. For I sure. mean, God. We know God never. God never tempts. Yeah. God tests. God. I mean, the Bible makes it very clear that God does not bring sin into our lives. So we we sit there and say, "Well, you know what? I can never withstand this sin." No, no, absolutely, you can withstand that sin. You have the power through the Holy Spirit in your life to withstand that sin. Uh, so you can't blame God. Well, you know, it's just too strong. That sin is just too strong. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, can I ask God to bless this behavior, be the equivalent of, hey, God, would you bless this relationship that I have with this woman yeah. that caused her to leave her husband and me leave my wife, and it started with adultery? God bless it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's anyway. just, yeah, very faulty. Uh, but God wants us to be happy. Right. right. Yeah, chapter and verse. Uh, the third question, if Jesus were to return, would I be ashamed? Um, and then your fourth question, would it make a weaker Christian stumble? And we kind of talked about that. But then your last statement was, you know, when in doubt, don't, which I think is a great statement. Here's what my parents would say. I know we talked about my dad earlier. My parents would always tell me this, and I, it has translated to where it's something I tell my children. So if, if I was going to do something or if uh, you know they were dropping me off at somebody's house to spend the night or whatever, going to school, my dad, my mom, they would always look at me and go, hey, remember whose you are. 
Mm. And uh, I'm like, and that, and that stuck. Like it, it wasn't a guilt thing. It wasn't anything like that. But I remember that being the last thing that my parents would say to me after they were dropping me off. And, you know, you always say, I'm never going to turn into my parents. Well, the other day I was talking to my 16 year old, he was leaving to go somewhere. And I just looked at him and said, Hey, remember whose you are. And I'm like, Oh, there it is. I'm just like, just like my dad. I Um, hope you said as well. And remember who's riding in the truck with you, my, the preacher's son. True. So well, he's, yeah, my, true. my son is, he's starting to hang yeah. out with your boy. A lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I texted him the other day. They were, uh, they were, I guess they were coming back from somewhere. And I said, Hey bro, watch your speed. Because I knew where he was going. Like I knew he was going over the bridge. I don't know if your son was with him or not, but, uh, he was going over the bridge. It was raining. I said, Hey bro, watch your speed. You got a ticket here last time. He's like, dad, I'm way ahead of you. I'm slowing down. I'm driving the speed limit. We're all safe. Like it's good. You know, we, uh, there was, there was, a, a, a Reed was riding with, uh, another, with Eli one night and they were coming across the, the Deer Point Dam bridge yeah. and, uh, they, um, he got pulled over mm. and, uh, if I remember correctly, he actually said, I'm trying to get my pastor's son home and they let him out of the ticket. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, that, that, that might work once. Once. Uh, it won't work for the pastor. I've tried it before. I'm trying to get my <laughs> right, son home. Right, well, right. you should know better. I'm trying to get the pastor's son home. Yeah, when in doubt, don't. Verse 23 in our text there in Romans 14 says this, but he who doubts is condemned. So mm-hmm. here's what that means. If if you have, you know, if this is, again, we're talking about gray area. So right. if, if, if you are having doubts whether you should do that, then you've already got your answer. You already know. I, and, and I would say to our listeners, Please do not discount the working yeah. power of the Holy yeah. Spirit in yeah. your life. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit will sit there and, you know, he'll, uh, uh, whoa, hey, slow down, whoa. You know, this is not, <laughs> this yeah. is not, this is not good. You know, you stay away from this, stay away from this. And so uh, understand that he's given us a helper and uh, follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your own life. And if, you know, if there's an uneasiness there, if there's a questioning, if there's doubts, then, uh, man, that's the Holy Spirit trying to protect you. Yeah. Well, um, Pastor Stephen, this, that was kind of the end of our talk, but bef- I know we hit a lot of different things. We talked about some different subjects. Is there, is there anything you want to fill us in on or close us out before we say goodbye to the podcast? Well, yeah, I just want to, um, I just want to, I guess reiterate what I said at the end of this, uh, the sermon yesterday is that when you stand before God, God's not going to ask you, hey, were you a vegetarian or did you eat meat? He's not going to ask you, did you drink wine uh, when you had your spaghetti? He's not going to ask you, yeah. all right, which one? Did you vote Republican or right. Democrat? Uh, did, uh, did you keep the Sabbath laws or did you go fishing on Sunday, which is – that's foolish to even ask right. anyway. But instead, it's going to be, "What well, what'd you do with my son? Yeah. And we get we get that God's not going to say that, right. but that's all that's going to matter. Yeah. All yeah. these other things are not going to matter. It's going to matter, do you know Jesus Christ? If I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, again, even though I have liberty and I have right, that, that those things are, they're, they're not going to matter. That's not going to be my number one pursuit. I feel like that there are some folks out there that profess to be followers of Christ, and it's like their pursuit is my rights. Yeah, My rights. I got the right to do this. Well, yeah, you may have the right to do that, but that's not the smartest thing to do. Right, right. 
I've got the right to go home and turn the stove on and 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 and, and stick my tongue on the eye. I got all the rights I want to. I could do it all day long. Now, it'd be stupid. It'd be stupid. So, uh, you know, I'm good. No. Remember that when you get saved, it is no longer your life. It's his life. Yeah. yeah. What would Jesus want me to do with yeah. this? Mm. Um, and Jesus always. Remember what he said? I didn't come to be served. Yeah. I came to serve. Yeah. So much that he laid his life down. Well, Pastor Stephen, thank you for your time. Thank you for always pointing us to Jesus. And thank you for listening to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. Hey, guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida. And we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.